the Lucy drift. Hold it like a crucifix. Blow from the nose, I'm a dragon to a nose. Got an average of being excellent, the median just dope. Like the ratio of heroin, the laxative is sold. Authorities have spoken, a man of pure devotion. Get manatized to the ground. What is up? We are the idiots back here on that stupid fantasy show being played in today by Run the Jewels and their hit song, Lie, Cheat, Steal. What's up, Adam? Uh, not too much. I feel like we've become a commercial for Run the Jewels now. <laughs> yeah, three weeks in a row with that. Yeah, just but because you it. said yeah, you, you said you liked it, and I just ran with it. Yeah, great. Yeah, uh, maybe next week we'll switch it up. We Send in to. some suggestions if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I wouldn't mind settling in on one song too. That'd be kind of fun. But right. I like, I like, I like mixing it up too. Yeah, me too. Okay, so today it is uh, May 15th, the Ides of May, and <laughs> and we are going to talk about a dynasty draft, that a dynasty rookie draft that I was involved in this weekend, and it's actually still ongoing right now. We're somewhere in the, in the second round. So this is a, uh, a PPR league. Um, but before we get to that, and and we're twenty something picks in, and um, and I ha- I've picked twice, so full point it, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk a- about a lot of players. Full- but before we get to that, Adam, yeah. um, <clears throat> Tom Brady was reported to be on the cover of Madden for the the coming season. For the t- twenty eighteen Madden is going to feature Tom Brady as their cover guy. And you know about this curse, the, yep. the Madden cover curse. It's, yep. it's obviously well documented. People are afraid of it. Well, have you seen Tom Brady's response to the people who are superstitious about this cover? Uh, I have not. I try to avoid anything he says. Okay, well, you're going to have to listen to this. It's about 30 seconds. Here okay, I can do that. Okay. I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be on the cover of Madden NFL 18. Now, I've heard there are some of you out there who might be worried about something called the Madden curse. There's no such things as curses. It's a total myth, okay? I feel like you're not really getting it. And there he is breaking a mirror. All good. And and then he walks under a ladder. No curse. All good. We got this. So there's Tom Brady. Um, if I was on the Patriots right now, I would request not to travel with that man for the whole year. <laughs> oh, that, well, you, that's a little bit of a low blow. You're saying there's going to be a, a plane crash? <laughs> I mean, I just, wouldn't, I just wouldn't want that on my conscience. Like being like, <laughs> kiss the kids goodbye and be like, hey, I'm getting on the plane with Tom Brady. He's a big jinx right now. You wouldn't really do that. You look like a moron. Ah. Not if I'm the only Patriot alive at the end of the year. <laughs> well, then you're not going to really have much of a team. You're going to be playing with replacement players. Like, I'm going to be suiting up. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> at, least, at least we'll be alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. As a Patriot fan, I'm not sure. How, I, I don't think it was necessary for Tom Brady to, to taunt superstition. Um, I can't imagine any Patriots fan thinks that was a good idea, especially anyone who's played sports. Uh, football might not be as superstitious as, say, baseball. Baseball, yeah. 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 I remember when I 
Yeah, and and when I played baseball, I was very superstitious. I used to like if I found some like a rock on the field and where I was going to stand in the outfield, I'd put the rock in my pocket and carry it with me for the rest of the season in my bag. Wow. Stupid like crazy shit like that. That is stupid. It is, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but you know, it probably never affected my performance one way or another. Well, I mean, you got to think. Well, I think uh, baseball probably out of all the sports is the most mental. Because uh, you're going up there and succeeding. What if you're succeeding thirty percent of the time? You're doing great. Yeah. You know. So I mean, that's that's a lot of mental things that go along, and the season's so long. Yeah. So maybe that's where all that comes from. I don't know. I just don't think, you know, if you're going to be on the cover of Madden, just say, ah, oh, no, I don't believe in it, and go about it. But like to go out of your way, uh, that's asking for it. And it leads me to believe um, that Tom Brady's he's I and I and I, I had this take a couple of years ago too, because he started taunting the other teams. Remember in the AFC Championship when the the uh, Patriots played the Colts, the uh, famously now the Deflategate game, um, but uh, the Patriots uh, rolled over the Colts. But but before the game, Tom Brady posted on his Facebook page a picture of him riding on top of like the Colt logo. Um, and it's and it's something he never did. And then he he went cliff jumping on vacation with Giselle, and he posted that to Facebook. And I don't know. It's just the kind of I think Tom Brady's changed as as a person. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's ha- hanging around with Trump too much. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it's the same sort of style. Like uh, I'm the greatest. I can do I mean, anything. Yeah, he's playing a little reckless, a little fast and loose. I could do with, and say uh, anything I want, and uh, yeah. I'm still the best. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I think. I think he could be crazy, Tom Brady. Like I, I wouldn't want to be. Uh, well, I wouldn't. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would be afraid for their marriage when when Tom Brady retires because I think he's crazy. Yeah. Like the guy sleeps in a hyperbolic chamber. His diet. He lives, breathes, eats football. Yeah. And when he is not going to have that anymore, what's he going to do? I feel like he's going to turn into like Howard Hughes and uh, <laughs> lock himself in in his own movie theater watching a film of him when he used to play, where his while his hair and his beard and his fingernails grow <laughs> and he just reaches <laughs> reaches out once in a while to grab Giselle's butt as she walks by in the hallway yeah we can only hope that that happens <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm worried for his mental health I'll be honest yeah I mean maybe or maybe he's at the point now where he doesn't have anything to prove and he's just now maybe he's finally being himself maybe this is who he's always been but in the past, he's never said anything because he's always concentrated on football. Now it's just like, what else does he need to do to prove? You know, I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, I even felt the Super Bowl this year was like, of course they wanted to win it. Of course they're doing everything to win it. But I think even if they would have lost that game against the Falcons, it wouldn't have been as big as maybe other championships that they won. Yeah. Like, once they got to the three mark, I think then all of a sudden it became, we're just playing with house money. Yeah, every time he gets there, it's just like, wow, well, he got there again. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and and of course, you know, his mental makeup is like, he wants to win, of course. Of course, he'd be devastated, but I don't think now he's just like, oh, you know, I can now, now I can fool around a little bit. Like, he's almost cocky about it. He is. He's definitely, he's definitely changed a little bit. He went from not talking at all to... Uh, to taunting the other team uh, and being more of a person and maybe that's him getting ready for life after football 
mm-hmm. getting his personality out there, maybe doing more commercials like Manning has. And, you know, maybe he saw what Manning did and was like, you know, maybe that's not such a bad idea. Yeah. Okay, I, I hear that. So uh, let's move on to this uh, this dynasty rookie draft. Now this is the third year in this uh, rookie league, and it's called the uh, the Fantasy Junkies League, and it's run by a friend of the show, Mike Crafik, who has been on these airwaves very many times, <laughs> and uh, and I think Adam voted for him to be in the Tyler Perry League, even though he didn't apply to. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping it would have been him <laughs> instead of a guy who just doesn't show up to our drafts. Oh well, we'll we'll get to Denver Charles, because Denver, Denver Charles is in this league with oh. uh, with me and my graphic. Oh, that guy. So okay, so the draft started on Saturday, May thirteenth, and it's the kind of thing where I think now there's a chat room that goes along with it, and and I only check into this chat room like like once a, probably once or twice a year. I just kind of, I don't have it on notifications that. Uh, I, you know, I can't figure out how to get it. So if someone ats Tim, that it sends me a notification anyway. So I check in on draft day, basically. Sorry, I, and I don't I think there was that. much of a time limit. There's, so yeah, there's, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah all of a sudden you brought up chat rooms. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and <laughs> the time limit, I think is supposed to be about eight hours. So I'm just trying to set up what this is. I get it. This is the, the third year in the league. I've been pretty miserable in this league uh, for the first two seasons, although I had a pretty decent team last year, and the points, based on points four, points scored, I would have been about sixth out of 12. Yeah. Um, but yet I finished, I think, like eighth or ninth or something like that. He's got some However, bad luck. I did last year, yeah. However, but I won something called the Toilet Bowl, which I can only imagine was sort of like the the loser's bracket. And if you win that, then you get the 13th pick overall. Basically, they add a first-round pick at the end of the first round, and the winner of the Toilet Bowl gets that, and so that's me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I had the 13th pick, because other than that, I didn't have a pick until the third round. Okay. Um, Because because I, I trade my draft picks for players. Because that's that's how I play. It's, that's how I've been playing so far. All right. Do you think now? Do you think that's a mistake now that you've been bad two years in a row? Um, I think my my major issue was the the initial draft. Okay. Uh, so I think I'm I've been kind of playing catch up since then. I, I think some of the moves, some of the draft pick trades that I've made have actually been pretty good. Like last year, for example, I traded. I believe it would have been this year's second round pick for Devontae Adams. So I had Devontae Adams all year last year. He finished like in the top ten. Yeah. And and I you know, I have him for the however long I want. So that was a great deal. Um I think I traded a first for CJ Anderson the year before. Yikes. Hasn't hasn't quite worked out so well for me there, but yeah. I'm not really sure who I would have gotten with it it wouldn't have been Ezekiel Elliott, put it that way. Yeah. Last year. So you you can debate it. Um, I, I'm kind of still for the idea of trading draft picks, future draft picks for players you know are good. So anyway, uh, it's a PPR league. Full point. Full point. First pick was Corey Davis. Hmm. Probably uh, not so unusual in these in these dynasty circles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that surprised me over Fournette. Well, I got news for you. Fournette didn't even go second. Well, I guess with the PPR, 
Maybe yeah, that's, with the PPR. That, that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who went second? Christian McCaffrey. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And then Fournette goes third. And then number four is Mike Kraffick. Now, Kraffick also had the second pick. And so in the chat room, after he made... After he saw that Fournette was taken, he said, he said, yippee. He said, I got Joe Mixon. So he takes Joe Mixon four. And he was actually, uh, he said that he would have taken Mixon at two, but he thought McCaffrey would have gotten taken at three. And he would have gotten stuck with Fournette at four instead of Mixon and McCaffrey. So, which I, th- I found interesting. Okay. Because he he wanted Mixon and McCaffrey more than he wanted Fournette. Interesting. Now you think that's because of PPR? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think Mixon, like we were talking about last week and the week before, Mixon is is a better three down back than Fournette is, and McCaffrey um, won't get as many carries as Fournette will, but he'll get a hell of a lot more receptions and might be a better bet for fantasy points in this league yeah i mean he, and a longer career potentially like he has the upside to get like 60 70 receptions i mean in yeah a PP, in a ppr i mean i'm talking about total high ceiling but not, not this year probably not, but yes not I this year but like but who knows and I, I mean with the ppr league dynasty i think that's maybe a good call yeah so after these first four picks went off the board, then I started uh, fishing around for uh, to see if I could trade into this. I wanted to get in. I wanted to get into this, some of this action. <laughs> and uh, so I first started talking to the guy with the fifth pick. Yeah. And I the the trade offer, and I think it was a good offer. And I, I'm not sure if I regret it, but let me let me lay it out here for you. He was going to give me the fifth pick overall and the sixth pick in the second round, um, which I can tell you who that would be um, after I've finished with this. Uh, for Stefan Diggs and Bilal Powell, so all I give him is Stefan Diggs and Bilal Powell, two players that I happen to like. Again, this is a PPR league. I'm I'm already pretty thin. Um, be, uh, not being a great team. I think I have a an okay team, a team that could make the playoffs this year. But if I lose these two guys, that's that's going to hurt. I'm not sure if whoever I get at 5 and 2, zero, 6. Who, who are your be best players on this team? On my team? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have Andrew Luck. Okay. I have uh, Tyrod Taylor and Flacco, so I'm not drafting any quarterbacks. Yeah. I have C.J. Anderson, um, Rob Kelly, Bilal Powell. I have Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Marvin Jones, uh, J.J. Nelson, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, it's not a great team, but no. a starting lineup that could beat but could you, beat any other team on any given week. Now, you had three quarterbacks. Is this a league where you can use two? No. Okay, but you still have three. Yeah, I don't really – I don't have the roster – uh, I don't have anyone else I'd rather over Tyrod Taylor or Joe Flacco right now. So okay, okay. I think maybe something down the line someone would trade for one of them. I don't I know. See. Maybe, I see. maybe, yeah. Okay. So those picks ended up being um, Dalvin Cook and Donta Deonta Foreman, the Houston running back, and the Vikings running back rookies. Uh, so when you break it down like that, it was. Stefan Diggs and Bilal Power for Deonta Foreman and 
Dalvin Cook. So I, I like I like staying put. What I did there. You didn't. You didn't trade. I didn't make the trade because I'm was, not. I think that was a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I like Dalvin Cook that much. And to tell you the truth, if I got the fifth pick, I wasn't going to pick him anyway. Who are you going to pick? Uh, well, let's get to that because I started talking about a trade for the very next pick. After Cook was picked, I said, "Well, shit, my guy didn't even go yet." So I started messaging with the guy who has the sixth pick. And he, it, it boiled down to Devontae Adams for that pick. Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs for that pick, mm-hmm. the number six pick overall, which I think was also a pretty fair deal. And I was going to take Mike Williams. Um, but I'm, I just, I kind of wasn't sure about Mike Williams. And then it kind of got into a conversation about, well, where am I with this team anyway? Because I don't think Mike Williams is going to be a major contributor this year. And obviously Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs, I'm expecting, uh, you know, wide receiver two things from this year. So I, I don't know. Like, w- w- What's my philosophy if I do that? Then I might as well just take all rookies and I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like sell all my veterans for draft picks. Uh, yeah, it's like- but, but I'm not really in that zone. I'm kind of in, in a little bit of a purgatory, I, I'll admit, uh, where I should probably either rebuild or, you know, trade every draft pick I have. Um, but... I'm just kind of playing this out right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think uh, doing a total rebuild in fantasy is is pretty tough. Because you're thinking like, oh, I got all this, I got all these chips. But then you're banking on guys are complete unknowns. At least with some of these guys, you kind of know what you got. You yeah. know, when you start rebuilding and start taking all these young guys, and you don't know really what you got. With this, at least you can kind of build and, you know, give and take. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's. It, I know. I know. It's a. It's probably not the way most people would approach it, but uh, I'm not sure how else to do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So I ended up turning down the deal, and Mike Williams still didn't get drafted. Actually, it was O.J. Howard who went sixth overall. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Denver Charles, the aforementioned Denver Charles, uh, who who has missed the Tyler Perry League draft before. I think one though. He missed. He missed the first one, and then he's. I believe he showed up late to the second one. Okay, and then uh, so then I, 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 te- I wrote in the chat. I said here. I said something like, "Here's my prediction." No, I said, "Now we wait." Well, my prediction is we don't get a pick until tomorrow morning. Yeah. And at this point, it was six twenty one. Was the OJ Howard pick six twenty one Eastern? Yeah. Okay. And, PM? Uh, yeah, PM. And on Saturday. So I, uh, I know I was getting emails from you at 5.30 a.m. my time. Right. I'm just trying to get a uh, litmus test here of uh, how all this is going down. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll try to keep you, keep you informed here because it gets really interesting soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I text Andrew Charles. I say, I said, yo, dog, in case you're unaware, you're on the clock in the Fantasy Junkies Dynasty Rookie Draft. And then I wrote, and dot, 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 and Mike Williams is still on the board. And uh, I was just kind of joking around with, with saying Mike Williams. But that is who I probably would have taken there. Um, but And then I wrote in the chat room that, uh, that I told Denver Charles that Marshawn Lynch was still on the board, um, which he actually was. Uh, but I didn't really tell... Denver Charles that I was just having some fun 
I might have been a little stoned. Yeah, I was going to say, this is weird fun. <laughs> this is weird fun that you have. <laughs> so, Wait, like, so, well, I'm going to text him one thing, and I'm going to tell everyone else the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so veterans... Veterans are included in this draft, so you can draft, uh, for instance, Marshawn Lynch, who was who was available, and really is probably the only veteran worth a damn. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone so else is on a, a keep kept on Peel's teams. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote it because there's a Raider fan in the league, and he had written in the chat that he was going to draft Marshawn Lynch at number ten overall. So I was kind of messing around with with him too. Uh, so Denver Charles does select Mike Williams, but then immediately trades him to uh, a, a different franchise, and he gets back the very next pick. Um, and I believe it was two second rounders. He got a second rounder in this year's draft and a second rounder in next year's draft. Wow, a king! So great move. Yeah, a great move for Denver Charles. And uh, and then he shows up in the chat room and he says, everyone needs to relax. He's like, I was at work. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny, too. So how many hours did it take for him to make all this move, to make this move? It, it took him uh, 40 minutes oh. to, um, or maybe, yeah, 50 minutes to make his draft pick. So not That's bad not at bad. all. No, no. So, yeah, yeah. And then the trade goes down 13 minutes later. And so he ends up with David Njoku at eight and uh, a, a second round pick and a, round, and a pick next year. So great, great deal uh, for Denver Charles, I think. Yeah. I don't know if I would have taken Njoku there, but yeah. I don't know if I would have either, but it's only one pick different. Um, you got to look at that as a win. if that's who he wanted, you know. Yeah, exactly. So be it. Yeah. Uh, so then... Then uh, shortly after that franchise drafted Kareem Hunt, the K- the Kansas City running back, okay. who I don't think looks super special, but I could see if you're not a Spencer Ware believer um, that that you may buy into Kareem Hunt taking that job and running with it at some point. Literally, literally. Yeah. Um, here's my two cents on on that whole situation. I think Kansas City. It's still in on Spencer Ware. I think Spencer Ware is going to have the chance to be the guy to start the year. If he doesn't run with it, then I think you'll see more of Hunt. And then eventually by the end of the year, or maybe next year, Hunt will take over. But I think Spencer Ware still has a chance. And if he has a good couple first weeks, I mean, Hunt might be a guy you're maybe putting back out there at some point during the year. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, 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 me personally... I'll probably stay away from both. Yeah, where and Hunt. Yeah, yeah, because I just don't know where it's going. I don't think I like Hunt enough to put an investment in him where I know maybe I won't be able to play him right away. Yeah, okay. Unlike Derrick Henry, where last year I kept him all year, even though I did have DeMarco Murray too, but I like Derrick Henry as a running back, and I think he'll be great. Uh-huh. Um, so... You know, I, I don't. Do I, I don't mind hanging on to somebody, especially in a keeper league, for a little while. Um, you know, if I feel like they have the potential, somebody like Hunt. Eh, you know, I don't. I don't need a. Seemed like this guy really liked him because then he wrote something in the chat like, um, "This is kind of like a, a you know, this is a pick for me kind of thing." It's like, yeah, it, yeah, sort of admitting that he knew it might be a little bit of a reach at this point. Yeah, but if he really likes him, that's the guy he wants. There you go. Yep. You got so that was 
He got him, and that was pick number nine. And then at number ten does go Marshawn Lynch to the the Raiders fan. Uh, not a bad pick. I mean, yeah. So what do you think about this? So <clears throat> obviously, this league you can own these guys forever. Marshawn Lynch is in his thirties. Uh, you you could you could have he could have had John Ross. He could have you could have had Samaje P Ryan. Um, some of these guys who are projected for years of fantasy output. Um, if you're like a couple of pieces away to making a a good run in this league, then maybe that's the move you make there. I but I kind of think that this move specifically was more about him being a Raiders fan. Yeah, and that can happen. I mean, you see it. I don't know if you're in any leagues where it's just mostly people from one area. Like I have a league where it's almost all people from Chicago, and of course mm-hmm. the Bears players get drafted earlier than they should, or you know whatever. <laughs> Maybe not this year. <laughs> maybe not. Th- okay, we can stop with that. Um, uh, maybe not this year, but uh, you always have that. You always have the homer pick. And I think in this case, it might not be a bad pick, depending on his roster. Um, because if he's in it to win it this year, you know, he had a guy that maybe can score 10 touchdowns and have over 1,000 yards. Where are you drafting Marshawn Lynch this year in uh, in a normal, say, say say our Tyler Perry league? Yeah, half with a half-point PPR. PPR um, yeah, keeper league. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really looking at him that much. But um, if he was available in the fifth, would you, would you be sniffing around that area? I mean, it really depends on who else is there. I mean, it just mm-hmm. depends on who's around. I mean, if there's a pick or, like, if I can get him as a value pick, I think. I think, like, if he's hanging around there in the end of the sixth, early seventh, then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this could be a really good pick. Like, that old trusty vet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm buying Lynch this year. I'm seriously buying him this year. Okay. I think he's, I think he's uh, going to go much earlier in most drafts, and I think you'll be changing your mind by the time August rolls around. Um, I think Lynch is going to have one really good year. great year. Yeah, yeah. I do think he's going to have a great year. He really, he really could. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I won't. I won't guarantee it after this year or even throughout the entire year. But I think he's going to get off to a hot start. I mean, we have to. You have to also think. You know, he had a year off. He's fresh. You know, he had. He didn't get hit at all <laughs> for a whole year. Um, and you got to think when he was really great there with Seattle. Like, Russell Wilson, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr can really make the defense stay honest, and that will give him a lot of opportunity to run, I think. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they're going to start being a run-first team, uh, but I think they had a problem getting in the end zone a little bit last year, so this is, you know, this is why they have him. They have a great O line. They do a great um, a great pass blocking O line. Not the best run blocking, from my okay. understanding. Uh, but still, I mean that obviously, when you have a guy like Marshawn Lynch, things change a little bit. Here's what I think. I think I, I think you hit on something with the year off, and it, it benefits players sometimes. Yeah. Uh, just look at Tim Hightower. No, I'm just kidding about <laughs> Hightower. But uh, but. Look at Peyton Manning and Adrian Peterson, two examples of players who had basically a, a year off completely. Um, not necessarily, uh, well, actually, no, they were both pretty much due to injury. 
but but they had years off and came back and had monstrous years. Yeah. Sometimes I think you you see the game differently. Like you, you like so you're in the you know the old expression you can't see the forest through the trees. So if you're in the forest, you can't see how big the forest is. Um, but then when you so that's like playing, and then when you step out and watch it as a viewer or like idiots like us watching it on TV, you see the game from a different perspective. And then when you go back into the forest, then you know what you're doing. You know what's around. You know how to navigate yourself better. All right. And, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think it's gonna happen with Marshawn Lynch. I, I think he's the kind of player where he wouldn't come back unless he knew he could physically do it. I, that's, I, that's why I'm gonna sound the fantasy alarm. You can't stop me. I'm sounding the alarm. Thank you. I'm sounding the fantasy alarm for Marshawn Lynch this All right. year. All right. What does that mean? Is that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna have a great, a really good that, year. That alarm sounds bad. It sounds like a bad, something bad's happening. <laughs> Is that most alarms? Aren't they bad? Like, yeah, I guess you. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Maybe we should switch it to a bad. Yeah, that's, that, that's that was like a panic. I was like, oh, everybody, panic. Um, okay, but I okay. Think so I, we'll use it. We'll use it for that instead to, in the future. But to kind of go off of what you were saying too, of him taking the year off, like honestly, Marshawn Lynch impressed me as a guy who took a year off. You know, was you know doing his thing and never really intended to fully retire, um, and just was like, I need a year off. I just need a year to not think about football for a little while, to rest up. And then, you know, he sees his hometown team playing really well. Um, they lose their star running back. And he says, you know, probably goes, well, why not? I don't think yeah. he's thinking about it as much as you think. <laughs> I yeah. don't think there's a lot of thought going into it. I think he's he feels good. He says, I can still do it. And, you know, I hope is I like him. I like the Raiders. I hope for his case it works out. Yeah, he wants to he wants to play for his hometown team. Yeah. And I really do think he's a legitimate like third rounder this year in fantasy. He, he could be. Um I think he's going to he's going to that value. Too. I wouldn't take him that high, but I he could be. People will. I yeah. promise you there. Well, it sounds <laughs> like you would. Being, uh I think I I might. He's being ranked in the top 20 in most most places uh okay. for running back. I mean, I think uh people I I know his competition isn't much there. But those other two guys, Richard and Washington, aren't slouches, and I think they're going to get more touches than people expect. Right. And and they and okay. they and they can catch the ball pretty well, both of them, especially Richard. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's it's breaking news. <laughs> breaking news here from the stupid that stupid fantasy football shows uh, news information desk. <laughs> So Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy checks in at 253 pounds during his first weigh-in with the Seahawks. Okay, so he lost some weight. He did. He needed to weigh under 255 pounds to earn a $55,000 bonus, and the Seahawks want Lacy to be under 250 uh, and man- and maintain a playing weight of 245. Okay, I think that's so. He's on track, really. He's uh, he's pretty. He's on track. Yeah, I mean, I think he still has talent. I mean, I just don't know if it's a matter of him being lazy and, you know, not really taking it seriously. But I think now he has no choice but to take it seriously if he wants to keep on playing in the league. Yeah. 
So, hey, I mean, he's a guy that I think maybe another value guy. Yeah. Okay. That has been breaking news. That was great. Uh, so at this point in the draft, it was 8.30 p.m. on Saturday night, and it was the, the 11th pick was up, and now another, uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch went. So I started getting really excited. I, I have a pick coming up in one, two, three. I have two guys to go, and then my pick is next, the 13th pick. Um, so I start looking at the board and saying, well, I like a lot more than two guys right here. I really want, I really want, or I, re, you know, I really want a couple of picks. Yeah. So I start uh, reaching out, trying to fish around, maybe see about a, uh, getting another draft pick in this range. And I was able to lasso a draft pick. I, I got the second pick uh, in the second round, the 15th overall pick. I gave it was with Craffic, and I gave Craffic my first rounder in 2019 for this pick. Wow, really? So uh, it was it was an early second rounder, the second pick in the second round for a first round pick, which, if all goes according to plan, is the last pick in the first round <laughs> in the 2019 draft. I mean, honestly, every time I trade a first pick, I'm I'm thinking that it's the last pick in the first round because I'm going to try to win every year. Well, yeah, that's the attitude you want. Yeah, that's the goal. So, uh, so to me, I'm thinking I I got two years of a player of my choice, uh, a player that I'm going to be really excited about. I'm not exactly sure who it is yet uh, at the, at that point, but uh, player I'm going to be really excited about. I'm going to get two extra years of this player before I would have even been able to use that first rounder in 2019 anyway. Yeah. So I'm excited. So uh, there were a lot of players that I liked out there and. Some of them were got picked in between. Um, John Ross goes at eleven. Samaje P Ryan goes at twelve. And I would, those are those two are guys. yeah the, those those two guys I was gonna take probably one of them if uh, if one of them slipped to thirteen yeah uh, so I wasn't upset I I had planned I had I had my plans so I took Marlon Mack at yeah. thirteen I like it I like it a lot. Indie running back Marlon Mack. This is this is the email I got at five thirty in the morning, <laughs> asking me about all these players, and I was and I didn't get back to him, but I in my head was like, oh Marlon Mack, and then you texted me, or we sorry we talked a little bit yesterday afternoon, and yeah. you said you got Mack. Well, right here's the other thing that happened in, in between. Yeah, you were happy about it. Yeah, that's what I would have taken. Um, but here's the other thing that happened. In between the 10th and 11th picks, in between Marshawn Lynch and John Ross, 19 and a half hours went by. <laughs> and uh, and so we didn't get a pick until 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Went from uh, 8.30 to 4, to 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And the, the chat room, there were, there were crickets in the chat room. What was everybody, um, what was everybody celebrating? Mother's Day? Uh... Yeah, I think that was probably what was going on for most of the league. Um, but also, the guy whose pick it was was is Kraffik's brother, Dave Kraffik. Oh. And so I just started thinking, like, well, if I if I was gonna make up a fake person, I feel like I would name him Dave. So you so so you're now saying that there could be possibly two teams run by the same person in this league. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And then I and then I was thinking like, and then I wrote that in the chat and like once again crickets. No, he didn't write, didn't write, didn't defend it. <laughs> um, 
Well, what I was thinking is maybe, you know, he's he's making this this canyon of a wait, this 19 hours. So people like are like, oh, I guess Dave's really busy. Like Mike's there. Mike's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna message him, but I think he's doing stuff for for Mother's Day. <laughs> but you know, you, wouldn't you just make a fake person sound like he's really busy? Yeah. And then and then <laughs> it says pick pick made by commissioner. Really? Yes. I mean, obviously, in in reality, they probably had a text conversation, and uh, and Dave texted Mike. If Dave's real, texted Mike. You know, <laughs> g- give me give me John Ross or something like that. Like I'm at my mother in law's. I'm not around my computer or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So so does like Dave not have like any social media? Is this what why you sorry? Believe- <laughs> So yes, yes, actually that that's true as well. He's got a, an email address, but he's got um, no, no Facebook, no no Twitter. I don't know about Facebook. I didn't investigate that hard. But he's got but but we have a contact list, and he's got no Twitter or no phone number listed on the contact list. No, that's weird. And he's he's one of the only people. Now you know what would have been really great if his phone number was the same as uh, Mike's. <laughs> Like, no, just just call me. I'm the best, the best contact me. for him. So he's one of three people without their phone number in there. Uh, Charles Dominic being one of the other ones who I know him that, that he exists because I have his phone number. Yeah, so do um, I. And he's he's also like one of four that don't have their Twitter handle in the contact sheet. Okay. So uh, maybe he doesn't have Twitter, or I maybe think- he doesn't have a soul. I, and maybe he's not a real person. I think the easiest way to get the bomb of this. Now check and see if he has a Facebook. Okay. Like, I, are you friends with Mike on Facebook? Yeah, Kravik's Krav- going to block me <laughs> just for this conversation. <laughs> it's like you're snooping around. You're looking at my brother's profile. What are you, a weirdo? Just trying to make sure he exists. I'm pretty sure this came up a couple years ago, and I made this joke with him too. And uh, yeah, I, I think he, I think he's, he insisted that that Dave was real. Ah, um, that sounds sounds but, like a guilty yeah, party. I am looking now on Facebook, and there is a Dave graphic listed here, and it's and he's listed as my graphics brother. Oh, okay. so maybe he does exist. <laughs> Look how long that I, took to sell that. I haven't reverse Google searched those pictures yet. Maybe, maybe you know, they're on some blog, some random blog about some kid from Oklahoma, for all we know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, so I uh, let's get to the bottom of this. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> okay, so, so I took Marlon Mack with the 13th pick, and then Denver Charles was up again, and he took Evan Ingram, the tight end from the Giants. Okay, and so I was excited because I I was still in the range of players that I really wanted. At this point, I wanted Alvin Kamara or Zay Jones. Okay, uh, and those were the only two players that I had in my queue, and it, it came up Kamara. So I ended up with Alvin Kamara and Marlon Mack. I like that. Um, and, and I didn't even know I had any of these picks. Like, uh, obviously, I just traded into the early second round, and I didn't even know about this thirteenth pick. I didn't even know about this toilet bowl thing. Um, but, but I, so I woke up Sunday being, being excited that I had a pick at all. Wow. So I had these two guys to my stable. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think that's good. I think you, yeah. uh, you were definitely thin at running back. Uh, yes. And this helps you out a lot. And I think, uh, Kamara, I mean, you might have some, you know, 
difficult weeks with him because I don't know how much he's going to see carrying the ball. But I think uh, PPR-wise, I think he could be uh, pretty valuable. Yeah. Especially down the road. Right. Um, I like him. I like him. I think he's going to he's gonna be uh, have a good role there in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me just run down the next several picks here. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster goes next at number 16. Zay Jones goes at 17, Buffalo wide receiver, who I really liked. I really watched his tape, and yeah. I thought he looked excellent. Yeah, yeah, especially opposite Sammy Watkins. I think that's a pretty good position for him. Don't you mean Sammy Watkins is opposite Zay Jones? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Not yet. Uh, Chris Godwin went. <laughs> Chris Godwin went next to Mike Krafik. Uh Nineteenth is Deonta Foreman. That pick that I was offered. Yeah. Uh, who I definitely wouldn't have taken Foreman there. Um, I probably would have taken Jeremy McNichols there actually. And uh, McNichols goes two picks later to Denver Charles. And uh, in between that is Curtis Samuel at number twenty. Hmm. And uh, the the owner there, Seth, commented that he couldn't let him slide anymore. So he obviously valued Curtis Samuel higher than pick 20. What do you think about Curtis Samuel? Are you into this guy? I'm, in t- I'm into him a lot if he gets eligibility for running back and wide receiver. Okay. Well, uh, assuming that's not going to happen. He's on Carolina as a receiver right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, when he was drafted, it, it was like RB slash uh, WR. So I was like, oh, maybe this guy could. Because I mean, kind of like um, Ty Montgomery. Um, right, but don't they already have this guy in Carolina and Christian McCaffrey? Uh, I maybe they're trying. Maybe they're trying to have multiple guys like this, where it's just it gives Cam that kind of safety valve. Mm-hmm. And if you have two of them on the field, that could be dangerous. I mean, as I heard, they're going to line up McCaffrey a lot at wide receiver. Um, yeah. So if you put and then you, maybe you put Curtis Samuel there, a running back, then you just don't know are, who are they going to pass to. You know, there gives a lot of options. So I think they're going to change up their offense a little bit because, as we saw last year, it's a lot to ask. Well, you just can't have Cam. It's a lot. You just can't yeah. have Cam Newton because basically all they had was two guys that run straight down the field. Yep. Um, and Cam Newton was just getting slaughtered. Um, so now you have guys. That can slant, they can post up. I mean, I think um, I, I'm not like super excited about Curtis Samuel, but I think he's intriguing. Yeah, this is a lot to ask of, of an offense in an off season. I think <clears throat> um, to to switch to to a point where you you were throwing downfield a crazy amount and running whatever you wanted to, to maybe running a little bit less, maybe running the option. Um, and two running back slash receiver weapons uh, that and and Cam Cam doesn't <clears throat> historically really throw the ball short very well. He doesn't dump it off too well or too often. Well, maybe he needs to learn how to. I mean, but may, maybe it's because he never had the guy though. Like Fozzie Whitaker had been playing that role. Yeah, and I mean, remember that Fozzie Whitaker had one like really great game this past year. He did. He did. I think. Yeah, maybe they just didn't have the right tools, and this year they went out and got it. Yeah, well, they got two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Well, I think maybe you know that's that's good, especially in case one of them gets injured. Yep. Um, I think it's not a bad thing, and I think their offense will look different 
this next. I, I think I, I just to. think it's gonna take. It's just gonna take more time than they want, though. I think uh, f- for this to work, you know, even with like Ben McAdoo's system it, with the Giants, it kind of it took a year to kind of sink in. Um, everyone feels a little more comfortable the second year. I'm not expecting major differences this year. I mean, may, I, I'm not so sure Carolina is going to be that good this year. Actually, well, yeah, they just can't keep on doing the same thing they they were doing last year because that just I, that yeah, doesn't work. I'm not against a, an offensive philosophy change. I think you're right. They need to do something different, but I just would not expect it. I'm just not as optimistic as maybe some others are of it really working yeah. this first year. I think it's going to need some time. Yeah, definitely, and that's, and that's fine. And I mean, this is a dynasty. Yeah, this is a dynasty. I mean, it's a dynasty league. So I mean, you're getting this guy in the late second round after all the rookies have been taken. Maybe that's a good, good value. Maybe Chris, yep. Christian McCaffrey is a little bit of a reach. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Um, Joe Williams, the running back from San Francisco, goes at pick 22, and then uh, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for Houston, goes at 23. Jamal Williams, Green Bay Packers running back goes at the last pick in the or actually the uh, 24th pick overall the 11th pick in the second round that Deshaun Watson pick could be pr- pretty good value right there it's definitely good value uh because everyone pretty much passed on him but I'm not so sure we're gonna get a, a stud quarterback here and I think most people in this league, like you asked about earlier, most people in this league are probably pretty content with their quarterback situation. Now, if you have, like, say, uh, you own Carson Palmer and Alex Smith, maybe Deshaun Watson is a good player to take here, you know, something or, like or that. Or you just something. have one really good quarterback and you just want a really solid, maybe a good backup. A guy could potentially be better than whatever's out there. I don't even know that you can make you can be sure that this guy is gonna gonna be able to be a, a second string backup for your team, your fantasy team this year. I mean, he's got to right? be at this point in May. Yeah, oh, I agree. Definitely. He's gonna be the starter. Gonna yeah. start. I agree. He's gonna start more than Savage this year. But I think uh, so. but who knows? Yeah, but, who knows? Yeah, it's not a guarantee at this point. Yeah, um, but you know, so I, I still think it's pretty good up. value. Yep. I, I think so. I, I'm not. I'm not super excited about him as a fantasy player uh, in general. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think he, he's. He doesn't have a strong arm, so I'm a little concerned. Okay. Uh, I have two picks coming up, number thirty and thirty-one. So I'm five picks away from getting two picks in a row. Who do you think I should be focusing on? Um, man, you just listed, listed off a lot of people. Um. I, I mean, it depends on what you think you need. Um, I'm, you think- I'm looking at a receiver. Like, I want to go. I want to go receiver, and there's some names that are jumping out to me: uh, Cooper Cup, Taewon Taylor, Carlos Henderson, Ardarius Stewart, and yeah, the, I think there's one guy from Detroit as well. Galway. Yeah. Galloway. Yeah. I don't know. I think you got to kind of look at. Now I think you're kind of at a point where you got to look at it and see who has the Golf. best best chance to one get on the field and two who has the best quarterback throwing to them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you start looking at now. Um, less about oh well, a lot of people like this guy or this guy could be a really solid talent. Like well, where is he on the depth chart? Um, where where you know what quarterback is throwing to him? And then I think you can kind of get a better sense of. 
you know. Well, there was a report today on in Roto World about uh, Ardarius Stewart, the Jets receiver, saying that he could potentially supplant um, Robbie Anderson as the third receiver there. And that's assuming that Decker is is staying with the Jets, which it looks like he probably is. Yeah. Just, there was also who's there was also who's throwing the ball there. Yeah, Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But and it was also there was also a report. I mean, it could be Josh McCown for this year. You know, and that, that could be fine. Maybe uh, there was also a report out of Roto out of Roto World um, about Kenny Galladay, who's a receiver and looks okay. Um, he could be the third receiver for Detroit this year. Okay. All right. Projected as the third receiver. What about um? What about tight ends? Both of these guys were taken in the third round, by the way. So that's okay. pretty much where we are at this point in the draft. You're drafting third round receivers, maybe fourth or fifth round running backs. Uh, tight end, I'm not even looking at. To be uh, honest, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to buy into it. But uh, I'm not going to look at Baby Gronk. Who's Baby Gronk? Uh, the guy, uh, Adam Sheehan, or uh, the guy that okay. the Bears drafted? Oh, there you go. The Se- Bears. So. Second, second round pick. Yeah, second round pick. Yeah. I, I have Graham. I have Kobe Fleener. I even have Eric Swope on my team, okay. who's sort of a, a dynasty trendy guy. Uh, so I think I'm probably good. But if he sticks around, maybe. Is he – you're really excited about this Sheehan guy? Um, I mean – I mean, his measurables are pretty, uh, pretty outstanding. Um, yeah, he's a big dude, and he, he he's uh, athletic as hell. So um, we'll see. I mean, and I mean, a lot of people liked him. He was getting rated really high. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm probably uh, passing up on tight ends altogether throughout this draft. I'm probably going. I think our Darius, I think our Darius Stewart is a good call. Yeah. Well, let's hope one of these guys falls to me. I have uh, someone in mind for sure that I that I hope I get. Uh, so we'll see. Fingers we'll crossed. talk about it. Yeah, fingers crossed. I get two picks in a row, so it'll be fun. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit next week, and we'll get into some other stuff uh, as well. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Stupid FF Show.